Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Grab out your note sheet and let's jump right into today's sermon. It's a great pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, have this opportunity to share what God has put on my heart. It's a pleasure for me, so hopefully it's the same for you after we get done. Um, God has really, I've been really wrestling with um, this this topic and and usually when God puts things in my heart I kind of start going all over the place um and and it's funny that um Brian was going on vacation so he asked me if I can cover for him um him and Christine are taking a much needed anniversary celebration uh but with with that so God already had been molding something in my heart so that I'm here to share um what where what I feel God can do for us for us for us this year um part I think the only before we get started the only announcement is we have connection groups starting this week right so if we haven't signed up please take an opportunity thank you (laughs) please take an opportunity to get connected with connection group that is where our growth comes from okay being connected to the community to the church that God has called you to be in that's where you will see um spiritual growth and also being around people uh, to be part of this community um all right so new year right we're in 2022 and usually new year's brings new year's resolutions uh, and like who has who has made a new year's resolution am i the only one i've had the same new year's resolution for the past four years lose some weight <laughs> and I still can't do it no but honestly who don't don't we usually start thinking about you know goals for this year goals for 2022 um and usually we we see um that's when like the diets start coming out right that's when the gym membership starts skyrocketing and then usually if you try to go to the gym in January you can barely get uh, any time in and then by February you all the machines are left um, for you to use right um but this year you know i've like i said i've had the same resolution is lose some weight um but this year i put a number to it and i said i need to lose 35 pounds because i'm way overweight if i come i saw i started cleaning out my garage and i saw a lot of pictures um, when i was younger when i was in the military i'm like man that is huge difference <laughs> than, <laughs> than uh, 15 20 years ago right but I always have the same obstacles, and we're always going to come across um, similar obstacles. I, I swear to you, as soon as I said I'm going to lose some weight, I get home that day, and Ayeli has pizza waiting for us. And like, I cannot do this because usually, like, food, food is my crutch. You know, I, I love eating. I love good food. And usually the good food is not the healthy food. So then we start going um, through the cycle of where... I normally give up mid-year, um, but you know, with 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 that, though, usually start especially in the in the Christian community, um, we start having some some spiritual. I'm gonna call them spiritual resolutions, right? Maybe, how many of us have ever felt like, man, I wish I can pray more? Anyone? Has anyone said like, oh, I'm gonna read my Bible more this year? How many of you had the goal? It's like, hey, I'm gonna read the whole Bible this year. I'm gonna get through it. 
And I think I've only done that once <laughs> where I did a one-year reading plan, and I actually did it, but that took a lot. Um, but, you know, we, we have a lot of... Um, a lot of these different um, resolution times, it's like, hey, maybe we're struggling with, with the habit that may not be so good for us. We're like, hey, I'm going to stop this, right? And, and we may do good. Like, we, we muster up the strength to, to stop it for a little bit. But then usually these resolutions have the same fate, right? They die. Because um, we, we don't, we, we, and sometimes we beat ourselves up for it. Like, I don't have what it takes or it's not inside of me. And we start bringing up all these excuses on, on why um, we're, we're not successful. And, and you know, it, and I, like m many of you, I, I've had the same resolutions. This year I said, I, my prayer life, I need to step up my prayer life. I, I need to do more to draw closer to God, especially in, um, for me, it's more in times of, um, when things get hectic and overwhelming, I tend to try to do things through like muster up the strength or or think of ways to um, resolve some stuff instead of instead of going to God first, right? And so that was my one of my biggest resolutions this year is like you know step up your prayer life, go um, draw close to God when you need to. Like it, it shouldn't be it should be my first step versus my last, right? And then so I'm I'm going through this these these um, thoughts, and then I, I come across 1 Corinthians 9.24, where the Apostle Paul is writing this letter um, to, to the Corinthians, and he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the price? Run in such a way as to get the price. Everyone who, who competes in the games goes into strict training and do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the price. That is extremely hard <laughs> to live up to, live up to right? It, it, to, at least to me, it seems impossible. Like it has such a connotation of of strict. Um, think of a fighter when when they're when they go into training for for a fight. Like I, I don't think I have that in me. Like to to be or or you think I was reading actually um, when I was reading different eating plans to to start losing weight. I came across like um, for example Tom Brady. Like I don't know how he's still playing football at his age, but he has a very strict eating plan where he doesn't eat tomatoes because it causes inflammation, all kinds of crazy things, right? And like, I don't think I can live in, in such a way. And then you read the Apostle Paul talking like in, in this language, like, uh, honestly, my first reaction was not motivation, but more like self-defeat. Like how, how can we emulate something that seems impossible to emulate, right? Um, but th this is where, where I started, God started wrestling with, with, with my heart. And, 
And one one of the things that that kept one of the topics that that kept coming up to mind is is just the kingdom of God. You know, like I started researching a lot. Like, what what is the kingdom of God? And we always hear one of the biggest things that has always stood out to me is um, when Jesus will talk to about the kingdom of God. He he will give so many Matthew Matthew six is a lot. Uh, part of the Sermon on the Mount was one of the biggest examples on what what he describes the kingdom of God to be like. But in, in different passages, he will always say the kingdom of God is at hand. Like repent, because the kingdom of God is at hand. And and that's the, one of the things that, that that will get to me. It's like, why? how can he say the kingdom of God is at hand or, or when he says the kingdom of God is among you? And as Christians, I think that as being part of the kingdom of God, we we have to shift our mindset and to the way we view the world around us to be able to understand and and be able to be successful in in what the resolutions that we put before us especially these i'm gonna call them spiritual habits that we're trying to form that we're trying to get to get better at um have the so this uh, quote that i read earlier this week what would happen if when we looked at to make changes in our lives, we started to think about the idea of eternity, maybe a higher perspective of who we are and what our purpose is, is the right shift in thinking we need to truly change. And that is our goal today, church, is to really see a change in perspectives and what we need, because some of us are viewing the world the wrong way. So, I had a, and for me personally, um, I went, I think it was sometime this um, this past month, a few weeks ago, I had gone to, to the doctor because I haven't had a, a physical in a number of years because I'm just like any other typical guy doesn't like to go to the doctor because then they start to try to touch things that they shouldn't be. Um, so, so I go to the doctor, I do the, um, I do the, the um, blood panel and everything and my cholesterol came out high again for like the second time and he's like and he told me like hey you're on the road of of, um, of developing heart conditions if you don't if you don't change you're you don't lose weight and you don't change your um, the way you eat and that triggered my like my perspective changed so now my weight loss goals is not normal it's not just oh i need to lose weight but now there, there's something higher at stake um, that, that I need to think about. And that is what we're, we're going to talk about is how shifting our perspective, the way we look at things, it's probably going to be the key. Um, so point number one is how I see what the world has to offer in comparison to Jesus. That's key. What the world has to offer not that the world doesn't have anything to offer, but what they do offer always in comparison to Jesus. So we're, we're going to um, land on Philippians 3, um, verse 8, 8 through 11. And we're going to just read through it and we're going to unpack it because this is where, where most of uh, today's reading is going to be. So Philippians 3. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing christ jesus my lord for whose sake for whose sake i have lost all things i consider them garbage harp highlight that word garbage 
that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God to the basis, to, on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his res resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Um, one, one of the things I like to compare um, different translations, and, and if you go to, uh, I don't know what you call it, the anointed King James Version, <laughs> that I, sometimes I still open up. So the King James Version says dung. So the, you have this, this connotation of, in the Greek, what Paul was, was writing, it's like everything in comparison to Christ, I consider it crap. Okay. And, and really read what, he, what he's trying to say. And in our society, we try to compare. Do we not compare ourselves to, to everything around us? Um, like th think about it. Like if sometimes you compare your, your, your you might compare your intelligence to, to other people. Sometimes you might um, compare your talents. Um, um, and, and it's not, it, and not necessarily always in a bad way, but maybe sometimes... You know, if you're a musician, you compare yourself to how good you're getting in comparison to someone else. Or if you're an athlete, you always compare yourself to the better, um, the better athlete to try to, you know, get up um, to his level. And and it's and it, that's just the way our society operates. Or maybe you compare your car to the person to someone else's car. Or, or sometimes you compare your life to someone else's life, and that's very prevalent you know with social media you start you that's what we do and sometimes it, it happens without without us even noticing it but when was the last time you compared something to Jesus and and really it's and I say that in the sense that the world does have things to offer like you know when 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 I first um became a Christian, one, one of the sayings that, that always, it's pretty popular, is just that the world has nothing to offer you, right? But it does. The world does offer you stuff. Sin does offer you. Like if you think about when Jesus was tempted, uh, when he was in the desert for 40, for 40 days, what is Satan offering? What's the first thing Satan was offering him? Food. And why was he offering them food? Because he was hungry. Say, like, the world will offer you what you think you need at that moment. Always. So, when, but, look at what Paul said. In comparison to Christ, it's crap. It's garbage. So, when, so we, we, we're built, like, it seems like our culture right now is built on immediate gratification, like living for the present, living for um, the present pleasures. But it, it's, it's very important to not give up what, what we really want, what we most want, I should say. Don't give up what we most want for what we want now. So it, if... And, and that example can, can be taken, you know, in, 
in different aspects of life. Like even if you, young people growing up, it might be wanting to date or wanting to be in a relationship, right? Um, you always end up getting with the worst of the person you shouldn't be getting with uh, or being, shouldn't be dating. But but it's because that's what you want instead of waiting for what um, for for what God has for you in the future. And and that that can be taken if if you take just that um, that idea, it can be applied to anything in your life. Like what is it that you're giving, trying to give up? Or what is it that you're trying to obtain? Are you comparing it to what God has to offer? And and really that at times that becomes very difficult because you we we tend to our our culture tends to have this like this self righteousness right where we're better than like we 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 tend to think that we're better than what we really are. <laughs> we we tend to compare ourselves to to people that we feel we're better than maybe. And prettier than, uh, wealthier than, like, so, um, and <laughs> be better than, like, how many, like, for, for me, for for example, like, how, how many, um, when you're driving down, down the freeway and you see someone, how many get mad when you see someone on their cell phone, right? I'll be the first one. How many times have you used your cell phone when you're driving? You know, so it, it's it's almost like we get mad at what other people are doing um, when we're doing it ourselves, right? So there's no videos here. Dad's not going to see you raising your hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that 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 is what, what we're trying to say, like what, who we are, what we're trying to obtain. How we we need to shift what how I see the world and what the world has to offer in comparison to Jesus. So now speaking of it spiritually, like what what is it that that we need to do? Like there, there's always um, spiritual practices that we're trying to develop, but it's, it's usually to overcome some things in our lives, right? Um, it's usually it can be to overcome. Uh, a habit of sin that that we may have been trying to fight for years. It it can be, you know, um, a I don't know, like anger issues. It can be I I tend to that like I was mentioning earlier earlier. Like I I tend to try to solve things, resolve things myself before coming to God, and and that usually leads to me being overwhelmed and then me being angry and, and me snapping. And my kids, and then me snapping at my wife. So that those are things that that I have to see. Like, how am I going to overcome them, and how am I going to put in the work to overcome them? Because what Jesus is trying to do in me, it's a lot better than what the world is trying to do. What other things that are offered are garbage in comparison to Jesus. Knowing Jesus, having a relationship with Jesus is incomparable to anything else that is offered. Um, with that is 
also how I view myself and the world around me. And what I, what I mean by that is how, how I view myself. Who am I as a person? You know, you know there, there's, there's many things that identify us. Like a lot of times is um, we tend to identify ourselves either by our family, like, oh, I'm so-and-so's um, spouse, so-and-so's um, sibling, son, daughter, or usually our career or identifies ourselves, right? Um, but really, strip all the, strip all that away. Who are you? And and that's that's really by answering those questions. By by answering how you view yourself, it's going to answer how you view others, and especially the suffering that you see around, and the difficulties um, that people that not only you encounter, but also the difficulties that people encounter. So what do I mean by that? It's that by you, for example, if you identify yourself, I'm really in, in, in a community of, of a church. If you identify yourself as a child of God, that is going to shift how you see the person next to you. Because you know that the person next to you is also uh, created in the image of God. And that, and that also will change, um, not, not only who, who we are as, as people, but, you know, it's, it's really difficult to, how should I word this, like getting along with people that are not like you. That's sometimes in, in, in a normal context of, of outside of a church, it's, we tend to huddle in circles of people that are similar to or the way we think, the way we live our lives, and, um, and so forth. But in, in our culture right now, it, it's really hard. Um, it's, it's really it's hard to get along, right? Everything's, everything's a controversy. Everything can be taken out of, out of context. Everything can be, be a fight. And then we love fighting with each other through, um, through different social media streams. But what, what is our purpose, you know, when people, when people suffer, when people are having um, difficult, diff going through difficulties? So, for, for example, if, if right now in our culture there are people that suffer, but if they don't align to the who you are, do you start? Who cares, right? And and unfortunately, you see that. Uh, I know this is a hot topic, but unfortunately, you see that a lot with this whole you know vaccination stuff. Someone dies. What's the first thing people start asking? Like, were they vaccinated? Why does that matter? People are suffering. People are losing, have, you know, lost their lives, you know. And so as a church, how, as not as a church, as an individual, how, as a child of God, how are you to respond to the suffering around you? Does it matter if the person, the person that is suffering thinks like you, looks like you? It doesn't. And, and this is where we, we start shifting um, the way we view suffering in the world. This, it starts shifting the way um, 
when when we suffer. Last couple of years have been rough, right? There has been um, difficulties financially, economically. Um, there's also been um, difficulties in in some some professions have been overworked. Um, you think of um, medical staff, you know, people in education, um, but or even. But who we, how we view people will help us understand what people are going through. How we view ourselves will, if we view ourselves as being part of who God has called us to be, we will see people in a different light. Um, so what's, what's our response when, when we suffer? And, and us suffering is can take different different um different levels like when when i say like when when we suffer there's there's can be for example we can experience loss and we can we can experience um i want to say suffering in the sense of uh, we're letting go of things for for to be better at something right so like there's a lot of things that that we don't like putting ourselves through because of suffering. Like we hate suffering. If you think of um, discipline, we, it's it's hard, right? We don't like to exercise because it because it hurts. Um, we don't like to <laughs> work out because we feel sore, you know. And but when when It does suck after you haven't worked out for a long time and you're starting to get back into it. You start wake you wake up feeling like a car hit you for no reason. And young people, you guys haven't experienced that, right? We're waiting until you start getting older. You start pulling muscles, getting out of bed. Um, so we we but there's there's a sense of we push off discipline because we don't enjoy going through difficulties. As human beings, we don't enjoy it, right? I would rather not diet because it sucks feeling hungry and because I want to eat the four slices of pizza I normally eat. Um, but it is, is discipline important in our lives? Is discipline part of who we are as people, who we are as Christians? Um, there and. And it's going back to, to what Paul said in verse 9. Um, no, I'm talking about, uh, verse 10. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. How are we as individuals, as followers of Christ, participating in the sufferings of of Jesus like do we do we suffer and I, I can take different um like when was the last time I'm gonna ask, say like this when was the last time you died to something when was the last time you died to your urges when was the last time you gave up something you wanted for the betterment of yourself maybe for someone else when has the last time you sacrificed for someone else? 
You know, and, and when was the last time you suffered with someone else? There's people all around the world that are dire need of knowing Christ, dire need of, of just help. You know, when's the last time you put yourself in, in their shoes? And this is where, where we're trying to influence each other to be a church that does that, to be a community that does that to the world, to the world around us. We do a great job doing it for each other, right? And and we start doing it for for other people too. But it's in in a in a year um, in this year, like you gotta ask yourself, what can I do to to sacrifice for someone else? Third point that I think it's it's really it's kind of drives personally drives everything home um, for me is changing your perspective to the reality of eternity. So change my attention to the reality of eternity. And why is that important? Eternity reminds us to, if we have that, that mindset, eternity reminds, reminds us to seek the kingdom first. It helps us weather storms of life, right? Um, it helps us focus on things that really matter. And it helps us invest in heavenly things. When we believe in eternity, but to what extent have we actually agreed with the world that eternity is not relevant until after this life? Eternity is not merely a time frame that is endless. It is profoundly and foremost a qualitative thing that is available now. When we begin to see all our moments set in the context of eternity, we will, we will bring to those moments a seriousness that we would not otherwise have had. It's a quote from Art Katz. So in other words, it's by thinking, by changing your perspective to the reality of eternity, your life starts shifting. You start seeing what well, you start seeing the things that are really important as important. Okay, you start realizing how much you can invest, how much you can help. And when we say invest, it's not just financially. Like, how much can you invest in other people? How much you can invest in your family? How much you can invest in yourself? Like, what, what is, what do I need to do to better me? To be, to walk into, um, to be an effective person in, in the kingdom of God. If you think about this, these past two years, like 2022 hasn't had the best start, right? Like, we, everyone hopes that. January 1st, um, COVID goes away. It doesn't. Like we're still, we still live in, 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 in this reality of, of what this um, virus has done to our society. But look at the way people are responding. As, as a Christian, really think about the way people are responding. Look at what people have placed their hopes in these past two years, right? Um, look at, and, and again, not saying that any of this stuff is ineffective because a lot of this stuff is, is a personal choice, but there's a lot of things that help us get through um, 
I would say will help us um, move forward, right? But if, if you think about what people have have placed and, and throughout history, there's there's always been a sense of um, a sense of of an afterlife. I would say if you if you look at at, um, at other cultures, every other throughout throughout history, everyone every culture has had a sense of life after death. But it, recently, in this past century, we tend to live our lives as there's there's nothing there's nothing there after. Right, it seems like the the smarter we got, the dumber we've gotten in the sense. Like as as a society, if as as the human race starts thinking of, we have progressed so much, but in in that progression, you kind of put God put God aside, and if this is how people live life, as if there's nothing left after after death, and that's painful because people have there's a world with really with no hope eternity and and one of the biggest things that I want to point out is that eternity eternity aligns our heart with God's it aligns our lives with God's concerns I ask the the worship team to to come up, um, we we if going back to to what Paul said, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose whose sake I have lost all things. Think of who. Who is writing this is a man who had everything, right? He was an elite, elite person. And he said, everything I have in comparison to Jesus is garbage. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in suffering. Becoming like him in his death. And so by any means possible to the resurrection from the dead. There, there is um, a verse that just came to mind. Uh, in John 14, when, when um, right before... This is kind of the last week of Jesus' life. Um, and he was meeting with his disciples. And this, this verse has always stood out to me. He said, he was telling them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me. In my Father's house, there is room. And he has got, and he says, "I've gone and prepared a room for you. And if it wasn't so, I would not tell you." I think these are words that we need to take to heart. May seem impossible, right? In in the in our current life, and what are what are we going through? What we have gone through? But trust in God. 
because he walks with us. He is with us. Trust in God. And know that he walks with us. And whatever it is that, that, we, we, that we may face in this year, it could be, hey, I need to get healthy. I, I need to start exercising. Right? And you start going to the gym, get stronger, so I can put the pop-up up in the front. <laughs> but it, it's whatever it may be, whatever it may be, know that God is with you. He, he cares for, for who we are. He cares for our health. He cares for our families. But there are things that, that life throws at us and, and we suffer, right? There's suffering in this life. There, there can be health ailments. There can be um, emotional ailments. But know that God is with you. And in every situation, trust that he walks with you. And trust that he's out of that situation, he will teach you something. Father, we thank you, God, for, for who you are. We thank you for, for bringing truth into, into our lives, Lord. I thank you for the church that we have. The church of who we are, Lord, the church that you have called us to be. I pray that um, this year may be different than others in the sense that we will see enormous growth in our lives whether that be spiritually whether it be reading our bible more whether it may be um finally overcoming a, a bad habit finally overcoming a sin that has tormented us whether it be emotional health um physical physical health mental health father whatever it is that we're going through lord that knowing that you, that we trust you um, I pray that you you help us be the people that you have called us to be, Father. That you help us shift the way we view ourselves, help us shift the way we view the world, and and most importantly, Father, that we may live live in such a way that we that we bring the realization of eternity present into our lives, Father. That that this life is not all there is, Lord. And that we hold on to that hope um, of what's to come. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information or to get in contact with our pastoral staff, please go to go to accesschurch.com.